Hello and welcome back to Episodes of Psychosis. I'm your host, Mervyn. Today we're going to be continuing our discussion of expressed emotion and the impact that it has on relapse for people with psychosis. So, as we begin, recall that expressed emotion has a number of components that can be measured, including criticism, hostility, emotional over-involvement, and these three things are linked to higher level higher levels of relapse for people with psychosis. But expressed emotion also has positive expressed emotion, which is linked to lower risk of relapse for people with psychosis, including warmth and positive regard. So today we're asking the question, why? Why is this the case that relapse happens for people with high expressed emotion and less for people with positive expressed emotion. We're asking the question why and what is the um, what is the cause of this effect? We don't really know. The, the question is still outstanding and I'm not an expert on this topic. I'm just a supportive voice trying to distill some of the research that I've done in a way that's meaningful and accessible for people so that I can offer support and care to my listeners. And I hope that you'll consult your medical team if you need immediate help um, for psychosis or for a loved one who's experiencing psychosis. With that, I'll continue with the discussion on expressed emotion and trying to understand a little bit better how it works and why it has the impact that it has on recovery and relapse for people experiencing psychosis. Well, one of the things that seems to impact on uh, expressed emotion for individuals with psychosis is attributions or explanations for behavior. So this is actually something this is actually even more of an unpacking of expressed emotion for carers. Uh, for caregivers and loved ones This is understanding a little bit more about expressed emotion and the the connections to expressed emotion that we can make. And so attributions are explanations for behavior. So there's a really fascinating article by Grace Coopers, Bebbington and colleagues published in 2009 in the Behavior Research and Therapy Journal. And I've posted a link to this article in uh, the comments section of this podcast in case you want to read the article and learn more about what I'll, what I'll be talking about. But the authors basically made, made a case for the fact that attributions or explanations for behavior 
would differ depending on whether caregivers were low in expressed emotion versus high in expressed emotion. So particularly attributions for positive events. So let me break this down for you a little bit more. So imagine in a scenario where you're at home and you've experienced psychosis and you're in recovery and your parents and maybe your spouse see you doing much better. Well, their explanation for why you're doing much better is driven by their attributions about you. It's it's attributions or explanations for why you might be doing better. And so the researchers that I of this article that I'm referring to could break attributions down into a number of different variables or or factors coding factors so they could describe behavior as stable so this is caregivers who could make attributions about behavior as stable unstable internal external universal personal controllable or uncontrollable and then also as positive or negative so the the main finding of these researchers of this in this report paper um, is that there was a clear difference for people with low expressed emotion these caregivers made way more attributions about positive events and way less about negative events as compared to people with high expressed emotion so remember people with low expressed emotion these caregivers express a high level of warmth and positive regard they express very little criticism very little hostility and very little emotional over-involvement. And so these are the people that are expressing that are making positive that are making attributions about positive events. They're making explanations for what's happening that's positive. And they do something else. These attributions for for positive events tend to be on average mostly internal mostly stable mostly personal and controllable so I'll give some examples of these they might say well our loved one gets along with everyone at work because he is a really friendly person who can talk to anyone or he got promoted after only six months because he was determined to be successful. Or 
He does loads around the house because he likes to help. He is the exception. Some men just don't want to know. Or he was really overweight, but he got himself really trim by watching what he eats. These are some positive attributions that are more likely for the people with low expressed emotion. They express warmth, positive regard, very low criticism, very low hostility, very low emotional over-involvement. And these are some of the things that they might say. Now compare that to some attributions that are negative and more more likely to be um, more likely to be uh, expressed as external factors, unstable factors, universal and uncontrollable factors. He doesn't sleep when this psychosis is coming on. That's a negative and unstable attribution. She hit me and threatened to kill herself. It was an episode, not my mum. That's an example of a negative and external factor. An example of a universal factor that's negative. He doesn't do anything around the house because he is lazy, just like any other boy. A negative, uncontrollable attribution. He went downhill dramatically because his father uprooted him away from his friends and took him to a new area. So these are some examples of some negative attributions that could be made for someone's behavior. So now that, I, now that I've given examples for both positive and negative attributions, you have a sense of the kinds of positive attributions that are endorsed more by individuals with low expressed emotion, that is, people expressing warmth and positive regard and not criticism or hostility. From a broad overview perspective of the research on attributions and expressed emotion, It's clear that critical relatives, critical family members, loved ones, and caregivers are more likely to hold individuals recovering from psychosis responsible for their own difficulties. So if they're, so if these loved ones are high in criticism, they're more likely to blame um, individuals for their difficulties, patients, those responding 
those recovering from psychosis will be blamed for their difficulties. The problem with this is um, that it may increase the stress of the individual recovering from psychosis. It may decrease their sense of self-worth. So it could stress out the individual recovering from psychosis and lead them to feel poorly about themselves. Now, one of the main problems with this area of research is that it's all correlational, so it's impossible to draw direct conclusions about the causation or the direction of the effect in the link between expressed emotions and attributions. But despite this fact, researchers are have argued for the development of evaluation of attributions and interventions to help family members, loved ones, and caregivers to adopt less of a blaming framework and more flexible beliefs about the problems of people recovering from psychosis. So one of the things that might help family members and loved ones and caregivers is interventions that will teach them ways to re-attribute or to change their attributions to be more empathetic to be more higher in positive regard and less blaming of the individual recovering from psychosis Well, that's it for today's episode. This is part this has been part 3 of expressed emotions and psychosis. So there's a lot there. There's a lot to unpack in the research and I've only really given a a light overview of what research there is out there. And again, I'm not an expert on the topic, but I'd be very glad to hear from you if you have any thoughts or anything that you'd like to add to this discussion. You can find my email address in the comments section of this podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would encourage you to go ahead and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And feel free to rate this show on the platform of your choice. Um, I would really appreciate that. So again, if you have any questions or comments, any interesting insights, or anything that you wish to share, please feel free to send it my way. Find the email address in the comments section of this podcast. Other than that, I hope that you would be well, and I wish you all the best.